Hey family, in today's video, we're gonna be talking about seven worthless pursuits that's keeping you from working your lands. But let's get right into it. I have a lot of points I wanna cover. I wanna get right into it. And we're gonna get right into the foundational scripture, which is Proverbs 28, 19. One of my favorite scriptures um, to teach, one of my favorite scriptures to help coach people through. And the verse says, whoever works his or her land will have plenty of bread. But he or she who follows worthless pursuits will have plenty of poverty. Let's read it again. Whoever works their land will have plenty of bread. But he or she who follows worthless pursuits will have plenty of poverty. I always ask people, especially those entrepreneurs and high-level individuals that I coach is, where in your life is there poverty? Where in your life is there poverty? A lot of successful people or people, period, they are they are prosperous one-dimensionally, but poverty in, in other areas. And so when you begin to think about this scripture, you'll begin to process, hey, in what areas am I poor and in what areas am I prospering? Because if, the, if I follow the principles of the scripture and, and, and endeavoring to work my land, then that land will produce the bread I need. Oftentimes, people are so caught up in working other lands, working other places, being caught up in other things, and that thing end up draining their energy, draining their time, draining their finances, causing poverty. How many individuals right now are investing in toiling uh, lands that they deem as green in regards to the metaphor that the grass is not always greener, are trying to cultivate lands that are artificial versus cultivating the lands that are official to make sure that they have success. But it, it, in a lot of cases, people will begin to work these other relationships, work these other areas, and then they begin to, to be so caught up in those areas that those things begin to rob from them, from their families, rob from their walk of God, robbing all types of areas. So it's very important that you begin to listen and begin to think about, give me one second. The areas in your life that you may be neglecting by, by investing in areas that are worthless. I'm going to read the verse again, and then I'm going to get into the seven worthless pursuits and then go from there. It says in Proverbs 28, 19, whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits will have plenty of poverty. Now let's talk about seven worthless pursuits that is causing individuals, possibly you, from working the lands that God wants you to store. Number one, excessive entertainment. Spending excessive time on mindless entertainment, such as binge watching TV shows or mindlessly scrolling through social media, can divert attention from productive and meaningful endeavors. A lot of people are on are invested in the social lands and are invested in a, a, a TV show lands. And, and they're so invested in those different things that those things are distracting them from extracting from the lands that will produce enough wheat that will produce bread in their lives. See, the beautiful thing about working your land is that when you work your land, whether it's your wife or your husband or your children or, or the other different things that are significant, then those different things will of themselves produce for you. But when we get into these fantasy worlds and we get into the social media land and, and the TV land and the Netflix land and the Hulu land and the Disney Plus lands, 
then those things become distractions or we get so caught up on what LeBron is doing or what 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 Wimby is doing or what what the what's going on in the NFL. That's why I don't watch much TV. I don't watch much shows because why am I going to watch other people make millions when I haven't made my first million yet? Why am I going to watch other people succeed in their work? Distracting me from my work. And so many people are invested on what other people doing in their lives based upon what they post. That they're not on their post as a husband. They're not on their post as a wife. They're not on their post as a parent. So could it be that one of the worthless lands that you're toiling, that you're cultivating, that you're that that's causing poverty in your life is excessive entertainment? So when you spend excessive time, notice I said excessive. There's nothing wrong with watching a game here or there. There's nothing wrong with watching a TV show uh, in, in, in areas or the, in the realms of rest on a Sabbath or something like that. There's nothing wrong with that. But when that becomes your norm to the point to where you're not even uh, in a place to perform and, and, and to ensure that your lands are informed, then, my friend, you're going to find yourself in poverty. Could it be that the reason why you're not the reason why you're not successful or the reason why your marriage is not thriving is because you're more focused on who's going to win a Super Bowl? Could it be that the reason why your marriage is not thriving because you're worrying about the housewives in these various cities? Could it be that the reason why your 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 children are not getting the attention they need and they're always in detention at school is because you're giving all your attention of what's going on on other people's platforms and social media uh, uh, pages? And so you got to begin to think, am I pursuing excessive entertainment? It says such as binge watching TV shows or mindlessly scrolling. What could you be doing? What, what scriptures could you be scrolling through? What, what areas of life could you be scrolling through then mindlessly scrolling through social media, causing you to be not productive in meaningful endeavors? Let's come. Let's go on number two. Unhealthy comparisons. <clears throat> Excuse me. Constantly comparing oneself to others, especially on social media, can be a worthless pursuit. It may lead to feelings of inadequacy and distract individuals from focusing on their unique paths and lands to work on. So unhealthy comparison, whether it's single to single or single to couple or couple to couple or couple to single. Or, or 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 coveting or or envying or being jealous jealous of what somebody else is doing we cannot afford to invest so much time online that we look poor offline and so many people are comparing their real life to somebody's fake post life that now they're not on in their post in life and so when you begin to have unhealthy comparisons, notice I said unhealthy. There's nothing wrong with taking the time to compare your life to someone in a productive manner, comparing your life to someone else's uh, systems, habits, uh, 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 <clears throat> patterns or whatnot to be able to mirror because the individual is a role model. Nothing wrong with that. But when you begin to compare what they have and begin to compare it to what you don't have, causing a lack, uh, a lack of contentment, then you're going to find yourself in comparison. So constantly comparing oneself to others, meaning you're constantly comparing your life to someone else's life and it's causing deep, dark emotions. When you begin to cultivate these fantasy worlds of wishing that your life could be like them, you're toiling or working a land that you were never meant to work. It says it may lead to feelings of inadequacy and distract individuals from focus on their unique path. My friend, God has given you God has gifted you your own unique 
path. And you don't even know what they had to do to get on their path. You don't know what they had to do, what compromises, who they had to bend over for, who they had to do this for, or what corners or steps they had to uh, cut or jump to get where they are. And so when you begin to think about you and God, you begin to work your land. You begin to work you and cultivate the skills you need to win. So who are you comparing yourself to? Distracting you from cultivating and, and working your own land. Number three, uh, worry, excessive, uh, not, not excessive, but worrying. Excessive worrying about things beyond one's control can consume valuable mental energy that could be better directed towards problem solving and productive action. So many of us, we are in the worry fields. We're in the worry land. And we, we, we create these uh, invisible, the mind is so powerful that the mind will create these scenarios. It will create these, these, these experiences that you feel in the moment. How many times, and I've been guilty of it, where we created this scenario and we made it so vivid and so real that we begin to have real feelings and real stress responses or responses towards. And now we're in, invested into this world of worry, worrying about what could happen, worrying about what happened versus focusing on what could happen for your success. But that's the devil's trap to get you so caught up on worrying about something that hasn't happened to ensure that nothing happens that could have happened for you to have a better outcome. So what are those worry lands that you're cultivating, that you're toiling, those worry fields that you're tilling? Could it be that those things are keeping you from working your lands? Number four, perfectionism. Being guilty of this. Striving for perfection in every aspect of life can become a distraction. It may lead to unnecessary stress and hinder progress as individuals get caught up in unattainable standards. So many of us, we have created this mentality, this way of belief. We created this, this, this thing whether it's an idea, a business, or a relationship, or whatever, and we want to be perfect. My friend, it's impossible. God loves making perfect things out of imperfect things. God loves creating perfect outcomes out of imperfect individuals. And so when you begin to be so perfect, you'll lack grace needed for you, grace needed for your, in, for your loved ones. So could it be that being so caught up in being a perfectionist is keeping you from having the success you need? Number five, avoiding challenges. It's another worthless pursuit. Shying away from challenges and sticking to the comfort zone can prevent individuals from exploring new lands <clears throat> Excuse me, and maximizing their potential. Some people, they just want to stay in this, this land that they've been at for all this time. They're not explorers. How many people are sitting in the same land, keeping you from going to your land? So caught up in being Egypt when there's a when there's a Canaan, being so caught up in being in this area when it could be something better at that area. How many people, because they don't want the responsibilities of marriage or because they were hurt by someone else, they want to stay in a single land, but there are blessings in the marital land. How many people in their marriage land is, is trying to go back to their single land? Oh, how many people are in their comfort zones in regards to being having a, an employee's mindset when God called to be an entrepreneur? How many people are stuck in this land when God has a plan to lead you to a better land? 
So avoiding challenges because we do not grow in comfort zones. Sometimes you got to say, shall we sit here till we die? Sometimes we got to say, you know what? I'm just going to go forward. I'm going to pursue that business. I'm going to pursue that ministry. I'm going to launch it. I'm going to launch these different things. I'm going to write that book. Yeah, it's going to be a foreign land. Yes, it's not familiar to me, but that's where the blessing is. Imagine me at 19 when God told me to write my first book, when God told me to start what it is that I'm doing now. And imagine me saying, no, I'm comfortable in this land. I would have not been able to experience the plans of God in this land. I would have never met my wife. I would have never been 10 books in. I would never create those card games. I wouldn't have been able to impact you guys. I wouldn't be on YouTube if I would have stayed comfortable. But because it was challenging to start and because it was challenging at moments, but it cultivate a challenger in me and it will cultivate a challenger in you. So don't stay comfortable. Be Find a way to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Find a way to say, you know what, God, lead and guide me to whatever lands. But could it, could, because could it be that the reason why you don't have blessings in your hands because you're not willing to go to foreign lands? Because what was once foreign would end up being familiar. So now this land that I'm in, YouTube land, uh, uh, author land, a uh, 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 marriage land, what was once foreign to me is now familiar to me. And what could it be? <clears throat> Where could you be right now if you say, I'm going to get rid of the familiar, follow God into the foreign so that the foreign can become familiar. Wealth should be, wealth may be foreign, but it will be familiar. Marriage is going to be foreign, but marriage will become familiar because you don't mind being challenged. It says avoiding challenges, shying away from challenges and sticking to the comfort zone can prevent individuals from exploring new lands and maximizing their potential. Some lands you are not going to extend. Some lands you are not going to grow. You have to go to foreign places. Number six, ignoring personal well-being. Neglecting physical and mental health in pursuit of other goals can be counterproductive. True success involves taking care of oneself to work on lands effective. So how many people right now is not capable of taking care of their marriage land, not capable of taking care of their parent land, are not uh, their kids' land, are not able to uh, uh, impact these areas because they're not taking care of their physical body. This is a land. You got to take care of your body and your overall well-being so that you can be vibrant enough to take care of your lands. So one thing, a worthless pursuit that could be hindering you from cultivating your land is not pursuing your well-being. Last but not least, number seven, gossip and negativity. There's plenty more, but I wanted to give you, so I had 10, but I only gave seven. Engaging in gossip and dwelling on negativity can be a waste of time, energy, and energy, preventing individuals from focusing on constructive activities that contribute to their personal and professional development. How many of us, as soon as gossip comes out, we're in that land? Give me the tea, baby. Boo, no, he didn't. What? She said what? Or negativity. We're in a negative land. And it's keeping us from being productive. It's keeping us uh, from being effective in pursuing our personal and professional developments. So let's check out, see who's in, a, in the chat with us today before I get into uh, the examples of lands that we need to cultivate. Unique, what's going on? She said, this is so true. Elena says, hello from Florida. Good to see you from Florida. Carrie says, yes. Matral says, hi from Ghana. Thank you for watching. Ashley says, oh man, I'm an avoider of challenge for sure. Well, Ashley, I understand. I've been there. Challenger, become a challenger. We are more than conquerors. 
Uh, Ash says, woo, that's a good word, coach. Amen, my sister. Sh uh, Carice, uh, Carrie says, sure is. Uh, Unique says, oh, my. <laughs> uh, Rita says, no TV here either. But every time I get on YouTube or Facebook to watch worshiping channels, I get distracted by everything else coming up, causing miles of scrolling, wasting my time. Yeah, even godly things can be a waste of time. So we can get so caught up in in, in worship and in Christianity that we forget about cultivating ourselves as Christian. That's good. So let's get right into lands we need to take care of, A-L-A-N-D-S. Here are five lands we must take care of. That they, they, These worthless pursuits that I previously spoke of aim to keep us from taking care of, that the enemy doesn't want us to take care of these lands because when we take care of these lands, we end up having plenty of bread. But if we begin to continuously pursue these worthless pursuits, we'll only have poverty in our health, poverty in our relationships, and poverty professionally, ultimately financially. So here are five lands we must uh, take care of and protect and understand. Number one, L, loved ones. It is very important for you and I to take care and cultivate our loved ones. It says, like lands, loved ones are the relational landscapes of our lives, filled with emotions, connections, and shared experience. Here's the importance. Cultivating these relationships is vital for emotional well-being, support, and a sense of belonging. How do we profit from these lands, from the land of loved ones. It brings joy, fulfillment, and a strong support system, aligning with the essence of Proverbs 28, 19. So how are loved ones like lands? There are relational landscapes. Right now, my wife is a land. My daughter is a land. Everyone that God has planned to be a land in my life, I, I, it is my responsibility as a pillar in my family, as a husband, as a father, as a brother, as an uncle, as a, as a, as a whatever else. I got to make sure that I cultivate those lands. I cannot be focused on casting seeds into the virtual land, casting seeds in your life. If I'm not planting good seeds, storing these seeds in my loved ones, it says loved ones are the relational landscape of our lives. Who are the people in your lives? What are their ambitions? What are their goals? Right? It says filled with emotions, connections, and shared experience. So I have to begin to say, okay, what are my lands filled with? Are they filled with rottening fruits? Or is my wife hiddenly hidden in her lands? Is of roses of resentment, dillies, dillies of distress. You said dandelions of distress. Like, like what are those things in her? Because I'm not being the husband I need to be and not cultivating that land, how can she begin to follow the plan that God has for her land? As, as, and also with my daughter, I got to make sure that I'm in that land, that I'm cultivating. Even if she don't understand what I'm doing, she feels what I'm doing. And so when we don't take care of those landscapes, how many men are looking at their relationships with their loved ones and it's barren? How many women who are highly successful executives or men who are highly successful entrepreneurs are looking at their loved ones' lands in its barren lands because they didn't fulfill God's plan in the roles they hold? Or how many people right now are cultivating habits who are single, who that when they do get married and have kids, they've cultivated bad habits that will destroy their lands? Also, connections, shared experiences. Importance, cultivating these relationships is vital for emotional well-being, support, and a sense of belonging. So it is important for me to belong to a family. It's important for me 
to be able to uh, have that support. It, it, I could not be doing what I'm doing right now without the support of my wife. But how can my wife support me? How can my wife support me if she don't feel supported? How can the loved ones in my life support what I do if they don't feel like they're supported? Like It doesn't matter how much I want her to help in any endeavor that I pursue. If I don't help what she wants to pursue, if I don't cultivate her, then how will she support me? How will she even say, go ahead and do a video, babe? I support you. And how I profit. By me working my, my wife as a land, my daughter as a land, everyone that God has planned as lands in my life as loved ones, they have to be loved ones. In order for me to take care of my loved ones, they have to be loved ones. That means I have to actually love them the way my role was designed by God to love them. I have to love my wife the way God designed me as a husband to love her. I have to love my daughter in regards to the way God has designed me as a father to do it. So I got to actually function those roles, which means you actually got to function in your role embody it. It don't matter what role model you had or not. If you allow the love of God and you begin to begin to understand that you're God's beloved, then you can actually love them. Because when you do those different things and take care of those loved ones, it profits you by bringing you joy. There's nothing better than coming home to smiles. It's nothing better than coming home knowing that I am fulfilling my role as a husband and I'm seeing the fruit in my wife's lives, my wife's life. I, I could be able to uh, come home, feel fulfilled, knowing that I'm fulfilling my role as a father and I see the smile on my daughter's face and, and the joy she has when she wants to play. And also says you profit with a strong support system. Listen, hard on the front end, easy on the back end. Easy on the front end, Hard on the back end. Do the hard work early. Take those times to say, I'm going to spend time. Take that time to say, I'm going to invest. Because the more you invest, even though it may seem like it's taken away from your professional endeavors, or it seems like it's taking you away from succeeding the way you want to succeed, my friend, no, it's actually going to help you in the long run. So for the last two years, a lot of entrepreneurs, people may be saying, dang, Josh, you could have made a lot of money. But by me sacrificing that to take care of them, now when the Lord releases me back out there again to get the abundance that I may not was able to reap, then I would be able to have a strong support system as I go and reap in this next season. Number two, land A is awareness. Talking about the mind. How is it like a land? Awareness represents the mental landscapes where our thoughts, perceptions, and consciousness reside. The importance of taking care of this land is developing self-awareness and mindfulness contributes to emotional intelligence and mental clarity. How do I profit? It leads to better decision-making, improved relationships, and personal growth. So when I take care of my mind and begin to cultivate solid uh, 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 thoughts, cultivating the right perceptions and having the right conscience, then all of a sudden I begin to contribute with emotional intelligence. That's right. Read it says God first, family second, career third. That's right. So if I don't cultivate awareness, if I don't cultivate this land, then the enemy is going to plant more weeds in this land. And so you got to begin to think about your awareness. What are you aware of? Are you aware of God's will for your life? Are you aware of, of, of your gifts and talents? Are you aware of your uniqueness? Are you aware that you're fearfully and wonderfully made? Because if not, then you're not, your thoughts are going to wander you away from your land and your mental land will be a barren land 
with tumbleweeds and hard soil. But when you begin to invest in your mind and become deeply aware of yourself, deeply aware of God and acknowledge him in all your ways and becoming more aware of your thoughts to know how to weed out the good from the bad, being more aware of how you perceive things and making sure that you perceive in the things the way God was designed them to be perceived and having a consciousness and a touch of, of, of understanding the repercussions of sin, having a consciousness of your righteousness, knowing that no matter what mistakes you make, you can go right to the Father and he'll be able to, 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 uh, to renew you and restore you. Because when I do these different things and I develop self-awareness and mindfulness, meaning being present, having a mind that's present, your mind was designed to be present so that it will open you up as a present to those in your presence. But if you're not present and mindful, how can you begin to toil and till and take care of your loved one? Because whatever you don't tend will end. But you have to be mindful and present in order for you to be able to see where the enemy's trying to steal from your wife, your husband, trying to, trying to, trying to uh, turn your daughter and son away from God. Because when you do this, you profit. In better decision making, you're like, man, God, God can trust me in this role because I make better decisions. Then you begin to see your relationships, relationships improved because you have greater awareness and you begin to see personal growth. So the more that you are aware and mindful and emotionally intelligent, everything begins to naturally grow. When this grows, everything else grows as well. When the mind is stable, things become stabilized. Next, N, we said L, loved ones, <clears throat> A, awareness, N, networks, your networks, like lands. Networks and systems are the organizational landscapes of our professional and personal spheres. The importance, building effective networks and systems enhances efficiency, collaboration, and resource management. How do you profit? It results in professional success expanded opportunities and a well-structured life connect to the principles of the scripture we mentioned. So your networks, there's a quote that says, we, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. I gave this example to my students in my economics class. I told them that if you want to get to the top of a tall building, what do we typically ride? Post in the comment, what do we typically get on in order to get to the top. I want to see what you, I want you to get some engagement. What, what do we typically get on? We push a button and we get into this thing and it takes us to whatever floor we need to get to. What is that contraption that we get into? That That's right. Carrie says the elevator, right? Now, the elevator is a system that takes people to where they want to go. The goal is the 18th floor, the goal is the 20th floor, the goal is the 40th floor. But in order for me to get to that goal, I have to stand on a system. If you don't have good elevators and good systems, then you will not rise to the top. You need systems in your marriage to ensure that your marriage rises to their goals. You have to have parental systems to ensure your children rise to their goals, God's goals for them. You got to have professional systems to ensure that you rise to your professional goals. So you have to get into an elevator to get to your top or your goals. And so many of us, we have no networks. We have no good systems. All of us have systems because we all have a morning system. We all have an evening system or routine. 
We have systems on how we handle relationships. We have systems on how we handle conflict. We have systems on how we forgive or not forgive. We have systems on how we uh, 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 pursue goals or not pursue goals. We all have systems. The question is, are those systems good systems? And are those systems broke, keeping you on the same floor? Are those systems optimized and taking you to the goals that you desire to be? So you got to say, hey, man, do I have good systems? My organizational landscape, how well do I handle things in my life? Do I have conflict resolution systems? Do I have spiritual systems to ensure that I spiritually grow to my spiritual goals? Do I have emotional, mental, physical, relational, professional systems to ensure I rise to my goals? Do you even have goals for those particular areas? So it's important for you to begin to say, okay, how are my systems and my networks? Here's the importance. Building effective networks and systems enhances efficiency. God wants us to be effective and efficient. But in order for us to do those different things, we have to pursue a level of excellence. So if we want to be uh, efficient, efficient husbands, efficient wives, I'm talking about when your husband comes home, there's an efficiency about your about you being a wife. When your wife comes to you as a husband, there's an efficiency about you. There's an effectiveness about you. There's an impact about you. When your kids come to you, your friends come to you, your loved ones come to you, do you have systems to ensure that you're efficient? Are you an efficient uncle, an efficient brother, an efficient sister, an efficient daughter, son, etc.? Your efficiency is based upon your, your systems. Because if you're not efficient, how can it be collaboration? God uses people to bless you. And if you're not efficient, and your skills are not solid, and you're not solid in character, there's no collaboration. How you profit, it results in professional success. How many people want to be successful professionally? Raise your hand. <coughs> Excuse me. Raise your hand as an emoji. How many people want to be successful in your professional endeavors? How many people want to make more millions for those who are millionaires watching, those who want to have greater impact? If you stay at the level that you're on, you will never reach that next level. So you have to be efficient. <clears throat> and growing in your efficiencies or success in your marriage, success in your family, whatever. It results in professional success, expanded opportunities. The more efficient you are, the more effective you are, the more things expand. I told my students all the time, man, people that I coach, <clears throat> no gift, no room. Little gift, little room. Big gift, big room. As the Bible says your gift makes room for you. No gift, no rooms, little gift, little rooms, big gifts or master gifts, big rooms. So expanded opportunities. And a well-structured life. The goal in life is to be so supported by support systems that, man, I, I can't help but have a well-structured, efficient, effective life. Let's keep going. D, dreams. So we say L, loved ones, A, awareness, in networks, D, dreams. How are dreams like lands? Dreams are the aspirational landscapes that drive us towards purpose and meaning, their importance. Pursuing dreams provides motivation, a sense of purpose, and a vision for the future. How do dreams profit when we take care of those aspirational lands? It leads to a fulfilling life. It leads to personal growth and a lasting impact, echoing the sentiments of Proverbs 2019. So your dream, why do you think God gives you big dreams? 
God gives you big dreams so that you can incorporate a big God, which then would then uh, uh, give you the wherewithal to know that God is your all and that you have to be all invested in all, uh, invest in all of you into God so that you and God can collaborate and then you can become a bigger person. Listen, the reason why God gives us big dreams, number one, so that he can involve himself in the plan so that we'll have the common sense say, okay, in order for me to fulfill this big dream, I got to have a big God. And number two, so that we can become bigger. <clears throat> God gives you big dreams so that you say, man, I have to become a bigger person to be able to fill that big dream. That's why you got to get into that dream world and ask that dream world questions. Ask that uh, dream, whatever that dream is, what must I do? Who must I become to make this dream a reality? How many of us show of hands have a dream that you wish was a reality, a dream that you want to be a reality? All of us have dreams that we could, we actually can make a reality. See, your mind is a portal. Everything in this planet, everything you've ever touched, experienced, played with, uh, uh, utilized or whatever, all came from somebody's mind. This video idea came from my mind. This, this phone came from somebody's mind. This laptop came from somebody's mind. The couch, the bed you on right now came from somebody's mind that everything that's in this natural world was once immaterial. So your mind is a portal by which God wants to bring things through. And what closet in heaven with your name on it is God's like, these are all the dreams, all the ideas that I'm trying to get through that portal of yours. Everything we've ever touched, experienced, utilized, all came from somebody's mind. We came from somebody's mind. The vast thoughts of God that he has towards us. And it's crazy that we're not minding our own minds, investigating and digging and asking questions and ask ourselves, who must I become to make this a reality? That's why God gives you big dreams so that you run up against that dream. Every time you run up against that dream, you're like, man, I'm not big enough. Man, I'm not big enough. So now you got to go get and, and become big enough. So you got to get into those aspirational dreams and say, okay, man, if God gave you the dream, then God is telling that dream is, is possible. I have big dreams, audacious dreams, and I'm working on making those dreams a reality right now. Ever since the summer that my wife says, and when we was at the beach and she said, man, I would really love to have a beach house like this. It's been in my mind. And you know what I'm doing? I'm minding my business. I'm minding my mind until I come up with that multi-million dollar idea that's enough to, to create that. Do you know you're one idea of way from itemizing that dream. One idea away. One of these books about to take off. One of these videos are gonna go viral. At any given moment, one of these culture programs is gonna have 10, 15 millionaires in there wanting me to help them and all these different people coaching. It's gonna, one, I'm one idea away and I'm not gonna stop minding until I find the gold. And I'm not going to stop until I one day behold. And that can be for you. What is that dream, my friend? That thing in here that's like, man, this, this my life would be amazing if I have that. Then get into that mind. Get into that dream world. And then cultivate the disciplines. And, 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 and ask people who are living your dream and ask them, what did you have to do to get that dream? What did you have to do? What disciplines did you incorporate? What money management did you incorporate? What, 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 what kind of mentality you have to have 
to produce that dream. Some of us, we're so caught up in our memories that we have yet to journey into our dreams. Some of us are always in our memories and we have left the dreamland to be in memory land. And memory land is all the bad things that happen to you or all the good times you miss with a bad person or all the good times you miss from a bad situation. And we're in memory land when we should be in dreamland. It says importance pursuing dreams provides motivation, a sense of purpose and a vision for the future. God gave you a dream for a reason. He's giving you a sign of the future. He's giving you a vivid picture of the future. Profit, it leads to a fulfilling life, excuse me, personal growth, and a lasting impact. So when you begin to make that dream a reality, you'll feel more fulfilled. Do you know you will feel the most fulfilled when you fulfill that dream? Like when that dream becomes reality and you begin to embrace that dream and you're actually the person that can be able to manage that dream. Oh, man, life becomes great. Last but not least, we said L, loved ones, A, awareness, N, networks, D, dreams, S, self, us as a land. How is our self like a land? The self is the foundational landscape shaping our identity, values and personal growth. The importance, nurturing and understanding oneself is fundamental for holistic well-being. How we profit, it results in self-improvement or self-empowerment, resilience, and a life aligned with personal values, connecting with the wisdom of God. Now, <clears throat> you got to cultivate this land, the whole land. We're talking about spiritual, mental, emotional, physical. Making sure that you're aligning yourself with godly attributes, making sure that you're endeavoring to be like God, endeavoring to live like God, endeavoring to go deeper in the depths of holiness, like 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 to 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 better understand the imputed righteousness of Jesus, so that you can live righteously in all of your deeds, like like creating a self that is self-sufficient and the sufficient of Christ. So the self is the foundational landscape. How you view yourself is your identity. What do you identify with the most? What's your ID? What's on your ID will determine who you and what you identify with? And your values, what are your core four? Your core four values, things that, 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 that filters all of the other things to ensure that you're not out of alignment. And personal growth, like when you care about yourself and you know how valuable you are to your dreamland, to your systems land, to your awareness land and your loved ones land. Oh, man, the more you have a plan for yourself, the more you actually grow yourself. So it's important to ensure that you take care of your land. It says how you profit self-empowerment and self-improvement. When you take care of you and you and you have self-care and you value yourself, self-worth, and you know where your worth stems from, you're no longer comparing yourself to others, you don't have, you're not caught up in, in, in ignoring your well-being, you, 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 uh, you go after challenges, you're not a perfectionist, all those different things begin, begin to be second thought because you're taking thought of yourself, then my friend, you're going to produce such an outcome, man, and you'll become a powerhouse, you'll become so efficient and effective because you take care of you. So the five lands that you and I must care for, protect, and understand are our loved ones, our awareness lands, our networks, our dreams, our stuff. Now, how to work these lands, W-O-R-K, real quickly, how to work these lands, they're pretty simple. And, and sometimes uh, when we understand just how simple it is, 
then you will reveal that any one of us and all of us can actually do it. Now, how to work these lands? W, determine what's your land and what's not your land. Determine what's yours. Where is your land? What is your land? You have to determine. Here's the importance. Identifying your lands involves recognizing areas of responsibility and influence in your life. So you got to say, okay, what lands God has called me to steward? I can't cultivate another woman's land. God gave me one land and that's a wife. You see what I'm saying? I got to make sure that I identify this is my only wife land. You got to begin to identify and recognize, okay, if you married him, that's your land. If you married her, that's your land. If if you birthed those kids or you adopted those kids or you're a father for those kids, that's your land. If you don't plan to take care of that land, then don't make it a land. Don't go and acquire a land that you don't have a plan to cultivate. If you're not ready to to handle the responsibilities of a husband, don't go and and buy a wife land. Don't go out there and acquire a wife land if you don't have a plan to be a husband to that wife land. Don't put a wedding band on that woman's hand if you're not willing to be a husband enough to take care of that land and vice versa. If you know for a fact that you haven't healed from that, from your ex, or you know that you got daddy issues or mama issues, and you know that you're not ready to take care of a grown man, then don't give him your hand in marriage. Be honest with people. Like begin to get to a place where you honest and say, man, I'm not ready for that land. Stop having sex and mixing lands together and becoming one land with somebody and then create little lands that you don't have a plan to take care of. That would keep your land to yourself. That would keep your hands to yourself so that you don't create little lands that that have to, that you're the only gardeners and farmers for. So you got to determine, God, what lands can I manage? Some people, you're not going to be able to uh, take care of a marriage land if you don't know how to take care of a single land. How can you take take care of a land of two if you can't take care of a land of one? So you got to begin to think about, okay, God, what is my land for right now? And some people right now, under the sound of my voice, you got to break up with that land. Break away from the land. Cause a line and division in that land. That's not your land. If God did not say that's your man, that's not your land. If God's saying, don't put a ring on her hand, that ain't your land. But if you go out there and try to get that land and acquire that land, oh, man, the stress you got to endure, the mercy. See, the thing about life is I want God's grace more than I want God's mercy. Grace means that God is sufficiently supplying what he has called me to do. His grace is sufficient for that assignment. I'm not talking about grace for your salvation. I'm talking about grace for an assignment. But when you choose to assign yourself or align yourself with something that is not of God, now you're leaning on his mercy. God have mercy in this marriage. God have mercy in this situation because you chose to acquire land that God never said that's your land. Could it be that you with the land that belonged to somebody else? So you and I must determine what's our land. The moment I start getting into another woman's land, I ruin my marriage land. Then when I ruin my marriage land, I'll ruin my, my daughter's land. 
the importance of identifying your lands involves recognizing areas of responsibility. What has God given you the ability to respond to? If you don't have the ability to respond to the needs of a husband, don't respond. If you don't have the ability to respond to the needs of a wife, don't respond. If you don't have the ability, we're talking about empathy. We're talking about patience. We're talking about authenticity. We're talking about love. We're talking about uh, 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 resilience. We're talking about those type of abilities. We're not talking about sexual abilities. Anybody can respond sexually to the to the sexual needs of a man or a woman. But can you? But do you have the ability to not go watch porn when your wife cannot give you sex? Do you have the ability not to get so caught up on a uh, a uh, a uh, 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 comparing your marriage to somebody else's marriage because your husband's not able to do something at a particular time. Do you have the ability to, to, to still stand in turbulence? How it helps? It clarifies focus because whatever you focus on flourishes. It clarifies focus, ensuring energy and effort are directed towards areas where you can make a meaningful impact. It clarifies focus. So now if I have five different women, how can I focus on my wife? If I have five different aspirations and goals and my family is not one of them, then I, it's not going to flourish. But when you identify what God has already identified as your land, then that land can flourish because energy wants, wants to partner with other energy to create synergy. Could it be that you're giving your your you're distributing your energy in all the wrong places, and now you have no plants in the right places? Clarifies focus. I'm focused on this. I don't care how bad it gets. I don't care how tough it gets. I don't care how challenging it gets. I don't care what storms come. I don't care if it's winter, fall, spring, or summer. I'm taking care of this land. It also says ensuring energy and effort are directed towards areas where you can make a meaningful. So now you say I'm directing my energy. Yes, some of us we do have the ability to respond to to different things, but if they're not respond, if they're not res, uh, responded to an order, it's okay for me to respond to your questions or respond to you guys' needs. But if I always respond to you all, therefore because I have a ministerial entrepreneurial ability. But, but that ability supersedes my husband abilities, then I'm out of order. The best way to ensure that I have energy to trickle down to you all is to make sure that I gain my energy from God and that, that, I, that I embrace the favor that comes with obtaining a wife, taking care of that. Because if I don't take care of my wife, because the Bible says when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and obtains favor. I mess up my favor if I don't take care of her. My daughter, my household, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, so W, determine what's your land and where's your land. Oh, do a thorough observation of your lands, vulnerabilities, et cetera. Do a thorough observation of your lands, vulnerabilities, values, and vision. Importance, understanding vulnerabilities within your lands is crucial for effective management and growth. How it helps. Enables you to anticipate challenges, develop resilience, and implement proactive strategies for sustainable progress. So you got to do a thorough observation of your wife, a thorough observation of your husband, a thorough observation of your children, a thorough observation of your thoughts, 
a thorough observation of your perceptions, a thorough observation of your perspectives, a thorough observations of your systems, your marital systems, a thorough observation of your parenting systems. You have to do a thorough observation of, of your dreams, a thorough observation of yourself. When you do a thorough observation of those lands, then you begin to see where they're vulnerable. Then you can be proactive. Then you can make sure the enemy's not active. And now you can make them subtractive and then and make you more attractive. So when you begin to understand the vulnerabilities within your lands, then you can effectively manage them. You can effectively manage your loved ones. You'll know, oh, I, need, I need to ask my wife, is she okay? I got to go for a long drive to do some observation of myself and how I may have been treating her to contribute to what. So thorough observations. Just like the other day. Me and my wife, we had a little, we, marriage has arguments, man. We had an argument. Not a, see, our arguments ain't like it was when year one and year two. This is just an agree to disagree type of thing. <clears throat> so, yeah, I was in my feeling. Yeah, I was upset. You know what I did? You know what my system said? Josh, go for a drive. My go-to system is if me and my wife are in an argument and it's not, and the vibes are off, I'm going to let her simmer off in the house by herself. I'm going to go for a drive. And you know where I went? I went to crumble cookie. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm going to get me a cookie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is what it is. I'm going to get me a cookie. I'm, a, I'm in my feelings. I, I need a cookie. But I said, man, I can't come back home without getting my wife a cookie. So what I did was I said, you know what? I'm just going to bring her. I looked on crumble cookie and they got, they got the wedding cake. Come on now. Come on. Come on now. Come on. Look at God. God knew it was going to be an argument this week. And what did God? It, oh, wet, come on. Wedding cake. Come on. Wedding cake cookie. Come on, man. The psychological impact of that. Come on, man. So I had to make I had to make sure, hey man, hey, I can't, I can't let this fester. I can't allow the enemy to get into her mind and cultivate a, a wrong perception of me. And I gotta get better. We all gotta get better. That's marriage, right? But I had to do a thorough observation. We all gotta do thorough observation so that it'll help us anticipate challenges. It'll also help us develop resilience because marriage is not easy. Taking care of a kid is not easy. Like doing ministry is not easy. Doing anything that you're doing, we, I know you can attest. You, you, you're feeling it right now. Coach, this is not easy, but you need the resilience though. You got to learn how to, you got to learn how to be with that same land and winter. If you want to be a winner, you got to be with that land in winter. If you can't handle winter, my friend, you can't become a winner. Because everybody want to be in their marriage land when it's summer. Oh, I'm reaping a harvest from my marriage. Oh, this is great. Oh, I'm reaping a harvest from this friendship. This is great. I'm reaping a harvest from this, this promotion. I'm reaping a harvest. Everybody loves summer. But you become, in a state of being a, in a bummer, feeling like a bummer or whatever, when it's wintertime. That's when it real works. That's when the real work works. The true measure, if you're a person that can handle and cultivate a land, it's when it's winter time. That's when winters are made. Winters are made in winter. <laughs> Let's keep going. It says implement proactive strategy. So when you begin to do a thorough uh, observation of the vulnerabilities, then what you'll do is then you'll be proactive. <laughs> Ivan says cookies are, yeah, man, you got to listen. When you're not feeling good, get you a cookie. You got to do a thorough observation of your land's vulnerabilities so that you can establish proactive strategies 
for sustainable progress, not sustainable like to maintain it. We're talking about sustainable progress. It just oh, every year my marriage has to grow. Every year my daughter has to grow. Like every year I gotta be better than I was last year. My ministry right now, <clears throat> my videos have to be better year by year, or you guys get bored. People's been watching me from years. You could tell glory to glory. The goal is to go from glory to glory, and you gotta say, hey, my goal is to go from glory to glory. Now ask yourself, are you going from glory to glory? I gotta keep going. R be resourceful to those lands w determine what's your land o do a thorough observation of your lands r be resourceful to those lands the importance allocating resources wisely ensures optimal development and productivity in your identified lands how it helps utilizing resources efficiently enhances the health and growth of your lands fostering a thriving environment Nobody wants to be in a surviving environment. Oh, we barely got through that. Oh, man. We want to be in a thriving environment. Success everywhere. Money everywhere. Opportunities everywhere. Growth everywhere. So you got to be resourceful. Are you resourceful? See, my wife and me are just faucets. We're just faucets. You are just a faucet. Determine based upon what water plant you connect to will determine or water resource or water source will determine what flows through you. So when you're a water faucet and the pipes are connected to God as the source, then you will be an optimal resource. So you got to say, who am I plugged up to? Who am I connected to? Because if you don't understand that, then my friend, anything will flow through you. The Bible says bitter and sweet water cannot come through the same stream or the same sprout. So what is coming out of your spout? You see what I'm saying? And so you got to be able to say, am I resourceful? Am I pumping love into my marriage? Are you pumping love into your marriage? Are you pumping love into your children? Are you pumping joy in the atmosphere? Are you pumping peace? In the environment, are you pumping patience in those tough times? Are you pumping faithfulness, gentleness? Are you pumping self-control when when someone wants to take control? What are you pumping out? So you got to allocate those resources. You can't be giving love over here, but not giving love over here. You got to allocate those resources appropriately. It says ensures optimal development. So if you want your marriage to develop, you got to resource it. And, and, and you, as the resource, have to say, "Am I, I got to be plugged to my Bible. I got to be backed by my Bible. <laughs> so as the Bible is behind me, as a backpack, it's pumping out of me. The more, the more the water, the word of God flows into me, the more the water, the things of God, the qualities and the characteristics of God begins to pour out. Whew, that's a good word. Got to go, go. And so now your lands, your identified lands, God identified, not you identified, because you can be looking at that man, oh, that's my man, that's my land, that's my woman, that's my land. No, it has to be identified by God. <clears throat> and when you do this, your, your, your lands will be optimally developed and your lands will be productive. So now look at your life. Is your marriage, has your marriage been optimized? Has your singleness been optimized? Has your singleness been productive? 
Have your have your marriage been productive? Is, is your ministry is is it optimized? Is it supernatural? People when they're in the midst of your business, like man, there's something special about this. This is I've never drunk customer service like this before. I've never had this this product of excellence before. So be resourceful. And last but not least, keep up the lands. Important self-explanatory. Consistent attention and care are essential for maintaining the well-being of your lands. How it helps regular upkeep ensures long-term sustainability, preventing neglect and fostering continuous improvement in your chosen area. So you got to keep it up. You got to keep, man, it's work. But work is good. And so when you begin to say, okay, I got I to gotta determine, number one, what my land is and where my land is. Not not what my land, not where your land, because I don't want you to get so caught up on where that you forget about what. So many, of, so many of us were so caught up on where that now we're not even focused on what needs to happen now. We focus on where we would like to be versus how we need to be where we are. Oh, we got to do a thorough observation. B, we got to R, we got to be resourceful. And K, we got to keep our lands up to date. Because of the time frame, I wasn't able to create a worksheet, but I pray that this, this message is working on your mindset right now shifting. So here's the activity. I want you to write on a sheet of paper all the lands in your life. I want you to write down all your loved ones. I want you to write down your main thoughts and perception. I want you to go through all those letters, A, your systems. I want you to look at your marital system, your singleness systems, all your systems. Look at your dream and yourself and ask yourself, am I working lands I shouldn't be working? Are these my lands? First, I want you to write down all the lands that you are involved in, even if they're worthless lands, like entertainment, comparisons, all that stuff, and ask yourself, what are worthless lands and what are lands that's worth it? That God has given me the, the, the ability to steward. And then I want you to begin to go through that W-O-R-K and begin to assess that. Love y'all. I got to go. I've been going a little bit too long. Um, I pray this video is a blessing to you. A lot of resources. If you're ready right now, you're like, coach, I am an entrepreneur. I'm an executive. I'm a professional. I'm a, I'm a high level or a mid-level or entry-level person of purpose. And coach, man, I've been neglecting my marriage land. I haven't really been there in my kids' land. Or coach, man, I, uh, man I, I'm, I'm, I'm successful in this arena, but I haven't. I, I know I need to pivot into my dream land. Man, I'm a high-level executive. I'm stressed out. I'm working a work that God never told me to work. I pursued a degree that God told me not to pursue, to get a job that God never told me to get, to make the money that it was never meant for me to make. That you can, that, that coach, I feel like I can make more money in this dream land. But coach, I need a helping hand for me to find my land so I can make my, my dream land a reality. If that's you and your marriage land is not good, your dream land is not good, your singleness land is not good, your health land is not good, your spiritual land is not good, and there's nothing but tumbleweeds and dry ground. And my friend, I need you to check out my fulfillment coaching program. That program is designed for you to make sure that you are a farmer of all the lands, to make sure that you'll know how to take care of your land so that you're just not successful professionally. A lot of people are highly successful professionally, but personally and relationally, they're not successful. And so if you need help working those lands, you need a plan for those lands, or you need an iron sharpens iron relationship or mentorship, then I have a fulfillment coaching program. And if you're ready to invest in yourself for the next 12 months to ensure that you have established yourself as a man or woman that can holistically hold 
then my friend, I have the resource for you. The work has already been done. Now it's time for you to work the work because I believe that if you install these principles in your life, my friend, you will be surprised the favor of God that comes in your life and the and the and the finances you are able to save and make because you made sure those holes have been patched up in your life. Also, if you just say, Coach, before I even even endeavor that, I need some mindset where I don't believe that I can achieve those dreams in my mind. I don't believe that God has that kind of land for me. I don't believe that God has a, a marriage land. I don't believe that God has a parent land for me. I don't believe that God has those lands for me. I need a mindset shift, coach. I need to check out my resilient coaching program so that you'll go from disbelief to high-level high belief, that you go from uh, mental clutter to mental clarity so your mind can go from not being creative to being creative so that your mind will become an asset and not a lot of ability. If you need help in any one of those areas, check out my coaching programs. I'll give you the link now. Uh, for those who need that resource, uh, the Mindset Coaching Program starts January 22nd. If you don't jump in now, then you're not going to be able to get in until eight, the week after April 22nd. So if you want to set the tone for your year right now, you need that mindset work. And you need and you ready to shift it so you can really set the tone for your year. Get into the program now. Uh, uh, fill out the uh, uh, application. Apply to see if you qualify and, if, and all that kind of stuff. And, and we'll get on the phone and we'll get you onboarded. If you're ready for that fulfillment coaching program and you're like, Coach, I need that mentor. I'm looking for 15 to 20 people, men or women, who are entry-level, mid-level, but most importantly, high-level people. Uh, it don't matter. Any level of entrepreneurship, professional endeavors, and you're ready to invest in yourself. Let's get to it. Let's get to work. And so all that's available to you. Also, check out my other books, my books, like Multipurpose. Uh oh, where my stuff at? There we go. Multi-purpose: How to find and fulfill uh, your purpose in life. Great book there. If you're struggling with soul ties and strongholds, the book, this book, The Purpose of Freedom, is a great book, great resource to help you untie soul ties, over strongholds. If you're looking at something right now, you don't have, you're not 100 assured that that's God's best for you. Then this book, Counterfeit Counterpart, will help you in that endeavor. If you're struggling with your feelings, but you need to have a resource to help you process your feelings. So that you can get back to fulfilling your role as a husband or wife, a parent or whatever. So you won't be so toxic in your emotions. This book, Facts of Feelings, be a great book for you. If you're looking to learn how to hold things in life and hold them better and better understand wholeness in this book, The Holiness should be a great resource for you. If you're single right now, you want to better understand the purpose of your singleness so that you'll be able to maximize it, so that you'll be in position to your single, your season of mingleness. <laughs> then this book, Purpose Singles, be a great book. Dating Purpose is a great resource for those who are single. Dating or married, great questions to ask to make sure uh, uh, to, to ensure that you're in the right relationship. If you have a young person um, that you want them to start, they are early. It's basically fatherhood in the book. And you want them to understand the principles of life so they can become a, a person of success. Holistically, this book, as he says, would be a great book for them. If you're struggling with spiritual warfare, you want to better understand how to war and better understand the whole armor of God. This book, World War Me, would be a great resource for you. Let's see what we got in the comments. Rita says, love you, coach. This was good. Working on my land, my lot. That's right. As God maintains my lot, my land is going to grow good crops. Oh, you spitting rhyming? You rhyming now? Kate smiling. Kate says, yes, amen. Sustainable progress. Uh, Lady Latrell says, waiting, Kate, cookie, come through, God, with your wisdom. Thanks, coach. Trust for transparent. Yeah, I've got to give it. Couples, the good thing is it's not about if arguments come. It's about how you respond when they come. Yes, it's not easy. Ivan says cookies are, I gotta go. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Catch y'all next time. Peace.